Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in sheol. Oh. Okay. Because of the topic. Yeah. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Do you get it? I do. <laughs> Is it really too? It's too on the nose. It's right <laughs> on the nose. Just right there. Anyway, it was a word that has she in it. So I just. Need it's some, in there. I need some recognition and appreciation for that. It's in there. <laughs> my name is Summer S-H-E. Yeager. H-E-O-L. My name is Summer Yeager and I'm here with my beautiful co-host. It's also co-host. in Sheologians. What? No. Are you serious? I'm just kidding. We heard that a lot <laughs> in the beginning, mostly from the IFBs. Some people read the name the name of our podcast and they can, like the word shield pops out at them so much that yeah. they don't get the, the, the whole spin thing. on theologian. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a spin <laughs> one way to put it <laughs> spin it's spin spun hi i'm here with my beautiful co-host joy and in case you guys didn't know this about joy she is a hater of small water bottles i am if a bottle cannot hold a sufficient amount of water joy is annoyed she's like why do you even exist why no, are you even what here what really bothers me is like is the little plastic ones you can get that are like half water bottles. Oh, yeah. And then someone hands that to you. They're like, yeah. oh, are you thirsty? Here you go. <laughs> and you're like, this will do the trick. Am I a kid? <laughs> oh, thank you for the amount of water that will inspire more thirst. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder of what water tastes like. But no, but thank not you any more hydration. <laughs> Okay, no, I it's make the biggest it's, waste of plastic and money mm, and water. Mm. Someone um, recommended that we do an episode on environmentalism because I went ahead and said that a lot of a lot of envir- environmentalism is really based in super pagan thought, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Do an episode on that," and I was like, "I'd hate that," and then I was like, mm, "Joy might enjoy that," so maybe we should. Maybe one day, not today, for sure. Yeah. Have that discussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it on our maybe list. We'll see. There's just so uh, so many things that bother me about I would want to be really careful with that conversation. Well, you'd have to be to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God put us in charge of the planet. That's right. Is that enough? The, the end. Episode? You're welcome. This week is two episodes in one, you guys. Like, I'm not going to police your garbage bags or your <laughs> plastic use. Right. I think someone... Just you shouldn't make little water bottles out of them. Right. They were more <laughs> asking, why would I say a lot of it is based in pagan thought? Right. But okay. just go hang out on We can some, do that. Because a lot of it really is. Yeah. So anyway. Well, yeah. If you believe that... Um, we're a part of Mother we, we're, Earth. We weren't a part of creation. And that, like, we are invaders of creation. Right. And we're ruining nature. That that's pretty anti-biblical, anti-creation. 
Right, but it's a big part of because the environmental. I, I can't. Here. I'm just going to start arguing for it right now, and I don't have the proper. And we're not to the. We're not to the topic yet, Joy. <laughs> we're not there yet. Not there. Yeah. Anyway, little water bottles are the worst. <laughs> and if you hand me one, I'll give you a look. Oh no, not a look. I would never hand you a little water bottle. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense. It's not even for children. It doesn't make sense. It just makes no sense. I love how mad they make you. They're the worst thing ever. I mean, I'm not a fan, but if I'm thirsty, I wouldn't say no. But the thing is, is there like just enough water for you to be like, don't you remember how thirsty you are? Whatever you say. You're so thirsty. But this is just enough to like keep your mouth right. wet for half a second <laughs> and then it's gone. So mad. I guess not all of us drink water the same. Like some people I drink regular size, like a Costco water bottle. Yeah. And one one shot. Right. Right. But not everyone does that. No. Some people are like, That's my water for the day. That's horrifying. Yeah. But they have so many headaches. I know. You know how many headaches I'd have if I drank water like that? I don't know how people don't drink water. <laughs> I don't understand either. I don't get People it. don't drink water. I know. There are people that like. I know. I have like, really... I can't remember the last time I had a glass of water. And you're like, how are you alive? How, what's wrong with you? Why is this happening? This Speaking isn't of even, the topic for this, today. This isn't even. <laughs> this isn't even a Patreon pitch. Not to be glib. But. <laughs> that's, yeah. Anyway. You're supposed to tell them about me now. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I just got you got me all fired up. I know about water about bottles. water bottles. I, I now you guys know how Joy feels. Yep. I feel like someone's gonna send you a package of tiny water bottles. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> they wouldn't because they'd be like they'd go to do it and they'd be like this thing of water bottles is five dollars because for some reason less water costs more, more when it's in tiny plastic. Right. right. And then they'd be like, how much to send it to Arizona? <laughs> $85. And then you'd be like, Joy's right. This is stupid. <laughs> the moral of the story is Joy is right. Drink water. Partner with us on Patreon. <laughs> Call us at 470-465-0475. Look, I got it all out of the way. Leave us All the information there. And also, yeah. you're right. I am Joy. Yes. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And the thing that you need to know about Summer is that more and more... She drives down to Phoenix from Vegas and she is where she walks in or I walk in and she's wearing a really grown up capable outfit, <laughs> like an outfit, like an outfit. This is like an outfit as my mom would define it. Oh, like like a bottom, a top and then an accessory or a, a I'm doing a thing. An outerwear. <laughs> an outerwear. Yeah, so I'm sure many of you moms can relate, but this thing happens after you have kids where you just dressing is not the same as before you had kids. Well, right now, everything that's really comfortable for me right. is stretchy. <laughs> right. So basically what that means is that I look like I'm wearing pajamas or workout <laughs> right. clothes all the time. Right. But I also don't look like I work out. <laughs> so that's the problem. It's, And so I have really been trying to like it's just I'm I I keep saying this I turned 30 I don't know something happened where I was like okay listen 
I do this too. Just because you mostly are a stay at home mom doesn't mean you should not ever get dressed. And also just trying to figure out how to dress when you are a mom, when you have all these, like I do such an assortment of things every day. Like I might go from taking the kids to the library to scrubbing a toilet right. to leading a Bible study right. <laughs> to going to the grocery store. And also I live in a very warm climate and yeah. also I want to be modest. And also like, there's just so many things to take into account. Um, and I feel like it's taken me a while to actually be like, okay, I can do this. Like more normally it's just like, I wear a really long tunic and some tights yep. and some flip-flops or some Converse. And that's the most I can manage. And still some days that's the most I can manage. But right. I was just like, you know, I should um, I should try to move on from that yeah. phase because I'm not, I'm not nursing a baby. I'm not dragging a baby around. I mean, four kids is a lot to drag around, but I can put some, I can put an outfit on. <laughs> I go through phases where I'm like, I need to have a more adult. <laughs> right. Um, closet closet wardrobe whatever wardrobe that's what I was looking for okay there you go and then I get really excited and then I go buy one outfit and I'm like that was expensive <laughs> right and it's painful and I'm like so now I just have this one outfit right and I'll wear yeah. it all so the time. when Target was having a sale last week I took advantage I was like you guys are having a sale yeah that's, that's... well you look great <laughs> thank you and the necklace too. The necklace the really, necklace, yeah. The accessories they worked. You gotta. That's like the your next level doing it. Like yes, you can put on an outfit. I did, but things. you can also accessorize an outfit. Ooh. And you know what? I used to have. No one cares about this. I'm gonna tell you anyway. I used to have an amazing necklace collection. Like I curated oh. that. Mm -hmm. I I had. It was exactly what I wanted. It was all cheap jewelry, but it was cute. Right. But then when you have babies, you can't wear necklaces. Right. They pull on them. You already have a headache. <laughs> your neck already hurts. Yeah. Or you're nursing. Like, it just doesn't work out. So over the last six years, I've just gotten rid of all of them. Right. And now I deeply regret that. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, necklaces used to be my thing. And I now I have three. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my mom has 500 necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> And like a pair of earrings to go with each one and bracelets. Mine too. That's just. I know. Mine too. Accessorizing is kind of a lost thing. Yeah. And I'm not very good at it, but maybe, maybe I will be again. I don't know. Do you guys care? No one cares. Listen up. I'm sure someone else out there is like, no, you're right. I relate I to this. I noticed a decline in, <laughs> in my adulting from the time I started getting rid of necklaces. Yes. That really happened. The details. <laughs> it, the details really tell you a lot. Um, okay. So after our hopefully mildly, I don't know, uplifting conversation last week about depression, today we're going to talk about death. We are. And I thought of this subject. I put this subject out there as a possible topic because I really grew up hearing my dad talk about the culture of death. And as I've gotten older, I've really started to understand that more, what he meant by that. Um, and for, again, hello, you're going to keep hearing this. A Christian shouldn't think about death the way a non-Christian should, because we have a, in a way, a very different relationship right. with death. Um, well, and then Summer and I both uh, took 
kind of different routes. I'm sure there's some similar stuff that we came up with. Mm-hmm. But so we'll kind of, we'll just have sort of an all, just a well-rounded conversation about yeah. death and some of it, the things that have to do with it and right things to think about. Um, yep. Because in some weird ways, Summer and I are very different. And so we bring different things to the table. <laughs> very different things. So like I was like our episode on death and grieving. Yeah. And Summer was like, oh, are we what? also doing grieving? And I was like, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Right. You know. <laughs> well, so two things really made me think of it. The first one being um, just hearing my dad talk about the culture of death that we are all in right now. Um, and I think I didn't bother to ask him, but, um, that echoes Proverbs eight thirty six, which says, but he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Now I think most of us think about death and we're like, well, no one wants to die. Everyone's afraid of dying. Right. But I think if you take a step back and really look at this from a Christian worldview, um, those who hate God and disobey his law are what they're murderers. They live in such a way that brings about death, mm-hmm. death as a result of the fall. Um, and I mean, just think of all the, so God's wisdom, the wisdom that he's given us leads to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fool loves death. That's right. That's right. And is it any wonder that in a culture that loves death, we murder unborn children in the millions? Right. Um, is it any surprise that we live, our, our culture is so, so in love with sexual sin. Think of all of the deaths that result from that, whether through transmitted diseases, um, you know, rape, that leads to murder, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who work in the sex work industry, mm-hmm. um, the the havoc that sexual sin wreaks on your body is very real. Well, and even, um, even just, I guess, the death of um, like a, a family line, like genetic death, uh huh. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of lifestyles that don't lead to procreation. Right. Um, right. That's just and so, how it is. Right. And there's this there's I think there's truth in saying that death is both a in a fallen world. It's a natural part of life, but it's also a very unnatural right. part of life it's because thing, it's a result of the fall. Right. It's a thing that we all do that we weren't supposed to do. Right. That we weren't. Right. That was not before the fall. We wouldn't have died. Right. (laughs) So uh, when sin entered the world, death entered the world. So there's this weird part of us that I think understands that death isn't natural. But there's also this part of us that understands that death is inescapable. Right. And it it is coming for all of us. (laughs) Um, But I think... So fearing death is understandable, but I think Christians, we should strive to have the mind of Christ when it comes to death. And Christ came to conquer sin, Satan, 
and death. Right. So our savior has conquered death because he, because of his resurrection, because he lives, he has conquered death. And so we can, we don't have to, ha- we don't have to fear death. I guess is the thing right. to that, to keep in mind. I'm, I'm, I understand that it's understandable. None of us, I don't want to see my loved ones die. But even when I say that, I can think about a time when I literally watched a loved one die and it was a great experience. And I can explain that later if you want. But um, so we have to remember that Christ had victory over sin and death and Christ was not afraid to die. I think a lot of people, and this is really something I've been thinking about a lot lately and I wanted to bring it up. Um, a lot of people, when they think about Christ's prayer in the garden where he was praying, you know, let this cup pass from me, um, where he was sweating drops of blood. Um, a lot of people are like, you know, Jesus was afraid to die, but he did it anyway. Um, no, that's really us placing our very humanness. Yes. Onto him. Yes. Not that he wasn't right. Human, but right. So I want to just point this out really quickly because it's really terrifying and really beautiful. But in the Old and the New Testament, the cup, when he was saying, let the cup pass for me, the cup is often used as a metaphor for the wrath of God. You can see that in Jeremiah 25, Isaiah 51, Psalm 75, Revelation 14. Um, The cup is filled with the wrath of God. So in the garden, when Jesus was saying, you know, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Um, he was looking into, he was about to experience the wrath of God. It was, it, the, the cross, the beating was horrible and it was evil, but the crucifixion what Jesus experienced there was God's wrath poured out on him, which is clearly, if we know anything about the holiness of God, right, was far more excruciating than the crucifixion on the cross. Yeah, um, it was spiritual agony that he was foreseeing, and he knew that he was going to drink all of that cup. Um, and let's remember that the wrath in that cup was the wrath that we deserved. Yes. Um, and so the, I, I don't want us to be like, well, Jesus feared death. So it's okay that, you know, uh, we fear death. That's really a shallow reading of the text, a yep. shallow understanding of what was happening there. Um, and also I think a shallow understanding of what Christ did for us on the cross like he bore the wrath of God. Um, and if that's a subject you've never studied, I'd really encourage you to do so. As strange as that might sound to some of you, um, like what an incredible uh, incredible thing to think on that Christ took for us. It wasn't just a beating. It wasn't just a crucifixion. <clears throat> it was the very wrath of God. That's the cup. So anyway... How do we do anything in the Christian life in a healthy way? We be like Christ. So Christ didn't think death was not a big deal. I'm not trying to minimize right. it. He wasn't like, I'm going to get raised anyway. Right. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but also he didn't fear it. He conquered it. And so that makes us conquerors with him. 
our deaths are not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that when you view death the way that Christ does, um, there's going to be a lot of fear there that's removed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also think we should expose our kids to death. Well, that was one thing that I was going to talk about. It's kind of a, well, and I hope this does this is not a contradiction to fools love death. These two things exist at the same time. Yeah. Our nation loves death, but also it understands um, even the fool can and is capable of many people in our culture understand what death is and they understand um, many people would prefer to not think about it yeah. um, because it is a direct look into our own immortality um, yeah right so you, eternity yeah so basically there is the age-old question what happens when you die right um and even if they believe nothing happens right generally people want to be something rather than nothing yeah um and so there is a fear we uh that i think has kind of created well let's just say that um in our culture anyway, death is an industry. Yeah. Um, And I think that makes it very interesting for us. You're talking about like exposing Mm -hmm. um, people to death and that's not something that our culture does. Mm -hmm. Um, There are cultures that spend time Mm -hmm. with their loved one that the loved one died in the home and then they spend time with them and they have things that they do. And, um, Mm -hmm. Whereas we are much more clinical in death and mm-hmm. grief. Yeah. We're both very sanitized. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I would say that death mm-hmm. or the death writes uh, the mm-hmm. funeral and then the grief are something that are supposed to be moved through quickly and then uh, with the ultimate goal of returning to normal. Right. But... Um, this is again, this is something that even the fool can recognize when someone dies, especially someone that is very close to you or mm-hmm. someone that you've loved dearly. Mm-hmm. Things don't really go back to normal. No, I mean, that person's gone. They're not here with us anymore. Right. So think, so it's not, it's like a new, um, I don't want to get weird with this, mm. but it's like a new, <laughs> it's almost like um, they exist in a new way which is in your memories mm-hmm. and in anniversaries and birthdays and mm-hmm. but they're still like you still have all that right but they're just not there right physically right um so and i don't know like it's kind of hard cuz we did kind of come at this from different angles but um of course for the christian it is different. It should be different because even your, even that sort of transfer to your memory, mm-hmm. like ultimately that is memories of them here on earth. Mm-hmm. We know that we are not just flesh and blood. Right. And we just cease to exist. Right. Um, and, uh, and you know, so if, if your loved one that, that uh, has died was saved, mm-hmm. they're, um, they're actually living, they are now living their longer, most <laughs> meaningful <laughs> portion right. of their life. Right. 
Um, and that, of course, it's it's interesting because the grief doesn't go away just because you know that. Right. Um, it's just, <sighs> I feel like I'm saying everything like out of order and how I didn't <laughs> want to say it. <laughs> there's like, there's so many things I want to say and I don't, I don't want to say it wrong. And ultimately if I say it wrong, you know, um, it's not that this episode is like the cure all right, uh, for grief or anything. Um, so I can give myself a little bit of grace and I'm not the center you of the guys universe. Can too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not what everything I say is not the most meaningful thing ever. Right. So, well, what I mean when I say, we should expose our kids to death is that, you know, you guys have to realize that we live in a time in history that is very strange. Um, there are adults, probably adults listening who have never attended a funeral in their lives. Um, it was very normal, you know, for almost all of history for you to have watched one, two, three of your siblings die yeah. to lose your parent at a young age. Um, we live in a very privileged time, health-wise, right. medically, things like that. So a lot of us aren't used to funerals. Um, I believe it was Solomon who said it's better to go to the house of mourning than the house oh, of uh-huh. feasting. Yeah. Uh, well, we live in a time where people only want to go to the house of feasting right. and and see no value in the house of mourning. Um, and obviously I'm not saying let's all mourn for the fun of it, but the reality is, well, is and that's if, also not what Solomon was saying. That's not right. <laughs> don't just don't hear me wrong on that. <laughs> but the point is, is I'm, I'm actually very thankful. And my dad was a chaplain when I was younger. So right. he was, you know, a sort of a grief counselor and he's done a lot of funerals. And, you know, I started, I lost people close to me at a very young age. I went to the funerals of people that I loved. I think the first funeral I went to, I was only five or six. Um, someone very close to me died only a couple years later. Um, you know, I attended quite a few funerals in my high school years. Um, my grandmother died with her hand in my pocket. Um, I have seen, I have watched someone die. I've been in the room when someone died. Um, and I've buried loved ones. And, um, the point of all of that, and I think one of the reasons why it's important for us to, view death rightly is that for believers, for all the believers that I watch die, um, yes, it was horrifying. Yes, it was sad. Um, but there's real value in being, uh, there to remember the, what God has done with someone. You know, when my grandma died, um, I mean, that was someone so close to me, someone I spent so much time with, so, someone I loved so much. Um, and I got to see her finish the race. I right. literally saw her <laughs> in right. at the finish line. Yeah. Um, and the testimony of her life and her love for the Lord and the impact that it's had um, is incalculable to the people who knew her. Right. Um, well, and there's an interesting, um, there's something that, the world misses, uh, which is that, um, so, you know, we've had this, you, this is not the first time you'll hear us talk about this and it is, um, it's involved in a lot of what we talk about specifically abortion. Um, but because of a little something called personhood theory, um, it basically 
a lot of people in our world today believe that you are a person, you are matter, um, and what actually gives you, like, so rather than a soul, what actually gives you your life and your personality and gives you, so you're a human, that is the matter that you're made up of. Right. But then the person that is within you, the person that is your sense of humor and your funny and your, it's made up of your experiences and where right. you came from and how you were raised and things like that. So right. when, so there's a very, there's something very sad about the secular grief and the secular death mm-hmm. that is missed, mm-hmm. which is that um, that person is made in the image of God. Right. Um, and then, of course, that ultimately, like mm-hmm. you're talking about finishing the race, um, mm-hmm. we have people that um, mm-hmm. who aren't, they're not going to consider that God is being glorified in his grace mm-hmm. or in his justice. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we miss a lot about death mm-hmm. when we accept how the world sees it. We That's miss right. a lot about a person when we see people, how the world sees them. Right. And, um, and not to say that um, people who are unbelievers don't grieve Right. But they grieve improperly. Right. Because they can't grieve with hope. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's a very critical thing that is missing. Um, Death seems, even though people think they're nothing, they're just matter. Right. Um, Death doesn't, that doesn't get rid of the sting of death. And it is almost in a weird way. Obviously, God's law is written in our hearts and he has made us himself clear to us through his creation. Right. But there is something very inescapable in a moment where someone is experiencing death that is not a believer. Right. Or someone is near in proximity to a death of a loved one. Right. Um, that is very revealing of right. that, of the fact that we do know right. God. We are aware of our mortality and we know that this is not all there is. Right. And I know, I believe that I will see my grandma again. You know, when she died, mm-hmm. she didn't cease to exist. Right. And I could mourn with the joy of knowing that she was with her savior. Right. Which is a much better place than here. Yeah. Not that I don't want her here. Right. But, you know, God is sovereign and he's numbered our days. And so although it was very, it was sad and it was surprising, um, I didn't mourn her like I would mourn an unbeliever. Right. Um, Her death was not, her death was not tragic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She didn't die to go spend an eternity in hell. Yeah. Um, She went somewhere really, really great. (laughs) And I'm going to get to see her again. And she's been worshiping. Right. A lot. Like she's having a great time and I can't and I get to see her again. And there's just so much hope in that. And I think I'm glad that I'm glad that I was at funerals growing up um, because we should we should be thinking of, of eternity. We should be when we see death, we should be reminded that this is not all there is. Um, that we will meet our maker. Right. 
Um, and that should, that's something you can rejoice over and can break your heart. Right. Both of those are two um, appropriate reactions right. depending on right the people that you're with in that moment. And death is a, the other side of this is death is a big deal for an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Death is a really, I'm not saying it's not a big deal for believers, but it should be a horrifying deal for unbelievers because and if you die, that is not, there is, there's a lack of hope. And then there is this lack of understanding. And that's what I mean. It's like a very tragic missed thing. They right. don't even totally understand. Right. Like when you reject God, mm-hmm. um, you don't really even understand what's happening. Right. You don't, you are totally in rejection of what sin is. Right. Um, and the judgment of God. Right. Um, you're missing this whole part of it. Mm-hmm. And the the most you can do is remember that person as a good person. Right. Because you need to. Right. Um, and it's very hard. And, right. and it's, it's, and it's heartbreaking for the Christian to lose mm-hmm. someone who's not a believer. Oh yeah. I mean, that was something, someone I love very, very much died and he was not a believer. Right. And coming to terms with the fact that someone I loved so much was experiencing judgment. Right. was very painful. But I just have to rest in knowing that God is good and sovereign. Right. And he's in control and I can leave that to him. Yeah. Um did you read have you read anything about the death positive movement? Um a little bit. Oh goodness. Yeah. Phew. So I went down this rabbit hole of the- I've seen some like those document or like I think there's like a my strange addiction about it I have watched a documentary on it as well oh man uh yeah so there's this whole death positive movement and I kind of went down the rabbit hole of trying to read like okay why are these people trying to start a movement about death and trying to make it positive um and the rabbit hole I fell down just like the more I looked like the darker, weirder it got. Yeah. I mean, just, Again, it's just, it's the world trying to make sense of a thing that it really can't. It's all, it really did prove Proverbs eight thirty six Like those who hate me love death. Yeah. I mean, just a very morbid macabre fascination with all things dark. And eventually it bleeds into occultish practices. Yeah. Um, eventually it bleeds into, a study of witchcraft and demonic things and trying to make death beautiful, Um, which, I mean, (laughs) it's just, it's very dark. Um, But it doesn't surprise me. It it didn't surprise me, but the darkness of it just really reminded me of of, um, the truth of what God has said about people who hate him Um, because it is just a lot of God hating and eventually it leads to literal demonic practices and activities and fascinations. And um, that honestly, that was part of why I wanted to talk about death because I just, I think that uh, holding, holding rightly the truth that we don't have to fear death. I think some, some people might mistake that for celebrating death or for wanting to just go ahead and die I don't think that's how the believer should view death. I think we um, 
we're here on earth for the days that God gave us. We should be working to glorify him and build his kingdom. Well, and like we talked about in the last episode, like God so orders conditions that put right. man like where right. he most glorifies God. Right. So if you're here, that means you've been given a wonderful gift. And a job to do. To spend another day breathing That's right. and That's right. doing what you're supposed to do right here. And even so, like I mentioned last episode, one of the things J.I. Packer would say to himself every day is, every day is just one day nearer. Now, that's not to say, oh, yay, every day is one day closer that I get to die. (laughs) That's not the point. The point is, every day is one day nearer to me spending eternity with my God. Um, That that is something to look forward to. We should look forward to eternity. We should be excited for eternity these are that should be a happy thought that doesn't mean you should start praying that you should die today <laughs> That's we're not, not the point and we don't engage in idol worship as though death is a god right that right. will bring some right. like death is not god right death is not a a force that gets us to heaven sooner right right so anyway those are my thoughts those are my thoughts about death i think um there's a lot more that i could say yeah. But I feel I feel like not right now. If you have questions, you can call 470-465-0475. <laughs> and oh, I did have a question for you, kind of to lighten it up a little bit okay. before we get out of here. I'm curious, what is like maybe the weirdest theory you've ever heard about what heaven might be like or like most interesting or anything like that? Oh. I mean, is it fair to say that the weirdest theory is that it's going to be like fat babies and clouds everywhere? <laughs> yes, that is a weird theory. It's pretty weird. I mean, so scripture does tell us a bit about what we're going to be doing in eternity. Right. But obviously, I think, you know, we should not speculate beyond what scripture tells us. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're going to have physical bodies. We know that we know we're going to be worshiping God. There's all kinds of things, but it's like also, I think also that thought that like no mind can see what is in store for us. I could tell you if there was no sin ever. (laughs) I mean, but I don't, we just, I think in our, (laughs) in our current state, we just don't have, um, we don't have all the facts to know. Uh, and so I think a lot of people want to know what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like? I'm content with not, not. Well, I think that's the big difference. That's why you find, that's why there are people who are unbelievers that are seriously, that are afraid or ignore death or celebrate it and worship it. Right. And then we're supposed to have, like, if you, uh, just like with anything, you're supposed to, if you if you're seeking wisdom on the topic of death, you're supposed to go to God's word. Right. Um, and, and you don't really need to, um, I know a lot of people want to know like if their animals are going to heaven, but right. we just don't really need to, I'm not calling, I'm not going to call you stupid. I'm not going to be like heresy. Right. But like, we just, we don't get to know that. Right. <laughs> um, right. And, uh, what we do know about it 
is really enough to know that it's a good place to be. Right. <laughs> right. And in like ultimately, I mean, it's hard to say ultimately because that obviously like wasn't how design like the design right was necessarily right. but um but we will be anywhere where you will be with god it's going to be pretty fantastic right. so that's really all you need to focus on right right i don't know i, I mean i get i understand people's curiosities well, right. like there are people that are like will i still be married uh-huh in heaven uh-huh um, and I think there are fair answers to a lot of questions that people have. Will right. there be animals? I think it would be pretty cool if I could like ride a shark. Yeah. In heaven. Well, that was mine. I had someone tell me once, like, you know, maybe because you love the ocean so much, like you'll get to really see more of the ocean in eternity. Right. And I was like, that is a really cool, yeah. great thought. But, I mean, we don't know. Like, I'm not right. saying that's what I'm doing. See right. you guys at the beach, obviously. <laughs> but because well, then you have you have a sect of Christianity that sells you Christianity and sells you the gospel because of heaven. Right. For um, all the fun things and you can they really actually do. forget to tell you that you're a sinner. <laughs> right. And that you need Jesus to right. get there. <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, you'll be judged and right. eternally separated from God. Right. They forget about that part, but they paint heaven as this place right. of eternal feasting and gold everywhere and right. purple drapery and right. things like that. And it's really, so it's really not a, death's not a God. Heaven is not a God. Right. Like heaven is great because God is there. Because God is there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And if that doesn't sound great to you, we might have a problem, but anyway. Yeah. So any, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hang out by the water. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell me, but I'll see you guys there. <laughs> I mean, imagine being free from like fear in the ocean. <sighs> Some people are really afraid of the ocean. I know. I don't understand that. I am not. And afraid. I get it. Like I'm not as. I felt the same thing standing on top of the Hoover Dam. It's not oh, that I well, was afraid. I'm afraid of heights. It's not that I'm like afraid it's like i'm realizing how little i am how mortal you are yeah. right how... like i'm realizing that yeah i am in a position where yeah like if anything happened helpless i'm i can't do anything no. <laughs> we're so much smaller and weaker than we think yeah and that is the truth and i'm terrified of heights so i'm glad you brought that up because maybe i don't want to go to the hoover dam maybe i'll just keep driving blissfully over it i mean it's great and weird, like terrifying in a weird do way. Do you get to like look down? I yeah. couldn't do it. Nope. Yeah, it's really high. I'm not going any. No, <laughs> nope. Like the Hoover Dam looks kind of little. Nope. Not doing it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Never mind. One time when I was eight or nine, I did stand on top of one of the Twin Towers. And oh, they had okay. this like lookout where you would like lean forward so you could look out. Yeah. And, uh, I think my dad bribed me into doing it by offering pizza or a Furby. I can't remember which one it was. I did get a Furby, but I can't remember if that bribe was with pizza or a Furby to get me to lean on that window. And of course he came up behind me and was like, ah, because he's a dad. <laughs> right. And that's just what they do. Right. 
it was would have been a missed opportunity. But it was horrifying. I think I like floated out of my body a little bit, <laughs> just disassociated and <laughs> got to separate from that. <laughs> wanted to disappear. <laughs> I'm feeling a little too mortal right yeah, now. Yeah, um, that was not great. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, let I, us know if you want to do if you want us to do an episode on grieving. Yeah, we did do one right in the beginning. So, I and think it was like it was like Christmas in reference to the holidays yeah. and stuff. We had your dad on. That's right. Dad is my dad is great in moments of, an of grief, and um, this is a weird thing to compliment someone, but he does a great job speaking at funerals. That's such a weird thing to say, but really, the last funeral um, he did, I was just sitting in the back, kind of in awe of how well. Um, he dealt with it. So, yeah, maybe we could do another. I mean, I, on grief. I do think that's a skill. Oh, it's a skill, well, and especially um, I know there are pastors that have done funerals for mm-hmm. unbelievers as well. That's also difficult. Yeah, I've been to both as well, mm-hmm. and it's different. It's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. both are different. Anyway, haha! Happy Monday. <laughs> Don't forget that you're mortal. And every time you drink out of a tiny water bottle, consider partnering with us on Patreon, patreon.com slash theologians. Every other week, we get to release an episode early, get Patreon-only content, and you can keep the mics on. And do we have anything else to tell them? Voicemails, 470-465. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Yeah.